Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Catfish Corner. I'm Paul Scribino, Predators beat writer for the Tennessean, joined on a quiet Thursday morning by Tennessee columnist Gentry Estes. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk mostly about one guy. I think it's probably worth it. Uh, Pecorine will have his number retired um, February 24th, I think just ahead of the outdoor game. Um, so you can let your banner jokes commence. But um, Gentry, obviously deserving, but he's going to become the first Predators, per, first player in Predators history to have his number hang from the rafters, which I think is probably appropriate, considering uh, he's been the face of the franchise for so long. I'm curious, Gentry, you, you, you were able to talk with Pekka. Um, I know you wrote about it. Um, you talked to him a little, a little bit ahead of this announcement, and um, we, we talked to him yesterday. He was actually in his parents. He was zooming from his parents, from his parents' house in his childhood bedroom in Finland, uh, which was corny and appropriate. And it was his birthday yesterday. And uh, but, but can you just tell us a little bit about the the, the conversation that, that you had with Pekka? Yeah, you know, it was um, it was interesting to talk to him after a new season had started uh, because. You know, obviously, this is a guy who'd been with the Predators for for 15 seasons and a 16-year career where, you know, this is obviously a different experience for him where this time of year he can be back in Finland. Uh, He he wasn't in Nashville at the start of the season, so he's been kind of separated from the Predators a lot more than – and what he's been in the past, and I, I, I wanted to ask him about that and kind of see what the that transition has been like for him, how much he's missing at that sort of thing. And, you know, he said he's missing, uh, you know, being around teammates in the locker room and the excitement of this time of year. But, I mean, I'll be honest, and you talked to him too, I, he didn't sound like he was missing it too much to me. I think he was kind of enjoying – I mean, he's got, he, you know, he's got a lot of other things on his plate now. He's he's a dad. He's a husband. You know, he, for the first time in his life can be, you know, I think he, he intentionally waited toward, till toward the end of his career to, to get married and to have, have, start having children. Uh, because I feel like he's the kind of guy who has to devote hundred to it. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, the timing was good for him, but yeah, I, he didn't seem, I mean, he had met, he had mentioned yesterday that, you know, an opening night, he kind of felt like, when he was, you know, watching, which is a big time difference, you know, where he is. But, you know, once opening night got there, he, for a brief moment, he kind of felt like, man, I'm in the wrong place. You know, I, I, I really, this isn't, you know, then once, you know, once the games start going on, he, you know, he just moves back on with his life as he has been before. It was just, I think there's these moments, right? You're going to, the beginning of a season, you know, maybe the end of a season or the playoffs where you're going to, we're going to feel it more. But I think he's, he's been so ingrained in, in, you know, his family and, and his new, this new life that he's starting, um, you know, that I, I really don't think it bothered him. It bothers him all that much. I mean, I'm sure he misses it. Everybody misses, you know, a lot of guys miss, you know, just not so much the games, but just all the camaraderie and, you know, the relationships that you have with all these guys. And it's what you're used to for, you know, half your life. So, you know, I, I think he's really kind of just, you know, he's, he's moved on. I, he'll be back in Nashville soon. Um, within the next few weeks or so, and um, we'll see him at some Predators games, and and we'll see him on February 24th, of course. Um, and I'm, su- I'm assuming he'll be at the outdoor game too. Uh, but uh, I, I just, you know, I, I wrote yesterday. I I, I always <clears throat> kind of feel like it's it's such a corny story, and and I mean that in a good way with Pekka and his relationship with Nashville and the Predators. Just it's just it, it's it's 
you know, these contract extensions that he would sign on his birthday every few years and them waiting to announce his number retirement on his birthday. And, you know, I think there, there's a lot of people who, um, you know, and I, and I asked Peck about this yesterday and I I said, because I asked him, it wasn't so much a legacy question, but I mean, everybody remembers the guy for what he's done on the ice. I think something that, you know, people don't always appreciate is, you know, what he did for this community off the ice, away from the, you know, I, we would see him after games, you know, sweating and, and not even showered yet and, and posing for pictures and, and talking with kids and talking with their parents or meeting fans or, you know, working with whatever charity. We've seen him out and about away from, you know, away from the, the arena. Um, and it was funny. I had a, I feel like I'm talking too much. You should interrupt me. I had a, uh, I had asked him one day, he had, there was something going on with the Predators and they asked him to do a lot. And, and I said to him, how do you like, you can't always want to do this stuff. And he's, and he said, no, no, I don't like, of course I don't. There are days that I, you know, I, I just I'm having a crappy day and I just don't feel like doing it, but he always did it. And, and 99% of the time, you know, you couldn't tell if he was having a bad day or not. And it's, that was genuine with him. Yeah. And I think he, um, he seemed to be, he, he seemed to be in a good place. I mean, I asked about, uh, you know, how much he's watching the games. And, and honestly, I don't think he's really watching every minute of every Predators game. For one thing, they're playing in the middle of the night where he's at. And I think he's getting up and watching the highlights. And, you know, he said that he's been following European teams and, you know, hockey in general. And, um, you know, I do think the next step for him is going to still be in the game, uh, whether or not I, I, he sounded very interested in, in coaching and being a goalie yeah, I, coach. Yeah, I could, I could see that. He, he mentioned that again yesterday about, you know, possibly wanting to do that. But and he'll definitely be some sort of, you know, ambassador, you know, for the Predators. Um, I'm not sure he's sure how much time he's going to be spending living here. But I'm, I'm sure uh, most of the finished winter he'll be here because um, uh, the weather here is a little bit nicer. And, he and you know, like he's, he's always said, this is a second home to him. So I, I just – I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Um, it's been strange not having him around, but it's also been strange the last two seasons just with COVID and not, you know, just everything being different with in terms of how we interact with people and everything. Anyway, so it really has seemed like years since we've seen the guy, and, and we, you know, we saw him at his at his uh, retirement announcement in person, actually, you know, in the flesh and like in, in a normal time. But you know, other than that, you know. When you're, 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 you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, with these guys and around these guys, and and that hasn't been the case the last couple of years. So I just, I guess, it just makes it feel probably would feel a little bit more if if we had been around him as much as we normally had been in the last year and a half or so. But you know, his presence is definitely missed around that locker room. Yeah, and, and I think. Um... You know, it's funny. He, he said he's still talking to a lot of the guys or just keeping up with them on the team and uh, also still keeping up with some people in the organization. And uh, I think the question will be, does he end up with some kind of role with the Predators that keeps him in Nashville or does he decide to stay in Finland? I, I asked I, him that and I don't think they're 
I, I don't think they've reached a conclusion there about where they're going to be. I think it's going to be back and forth for a little while. I, I, I would guess he, the Predators will be able to find a way to accommodate him being able to be in both places. That, that's going to be that's going to be my my suspicion. I mean, I don't I don't have any, you know, that's just my thought. But I mean, and 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 I would say sooner rather than later. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there you, you just he's not he's never going to be untied from this franchise, and I and I think to you know. He doesn't want to be, and they don't want him to be. So, you know, they'll figure out something for him, some kind of a role. And whether that role grows in the coming years or not, I mean, we'll see. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see, you know, just how he react. You know, he he's so, like, he's so corny. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see, you know, see him back in, in – and great to see him back in town soon. And he promised he'd be coming to – some Predators games and at Bridgestone at some point pretty quick. So after he gets back and, and we'll, we'll check it, you know, we'll check in with him when he does, I'm sure. But, uh, um, we have to, we have to realize too, right. Uh, first player in franchise history has a number retired. The franchise isn't that old. So, I mean, it, there's not a lot, you know, not a lot to choose from historically. It's not like they've been around for 50 years and, and um, have you know have just never retired numbers? I just think it's this is the first time that, that they found it fitting to do so. Yeah, I think this was about uh, about as predictable as it could possibly be uh, for for a while now that, that he was going to be the first one to 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 be honored. And that's just funny when you hear him his response to it. He acts like he was so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe that with most people, but with Pekka, it's like yeah, you know, he was. He was in his car taking his dog to the vet when David Poyle called him and, and told him. So I, I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, uh, back to this year's Predators team, uh, Gentry, uh, they had won four in a row, and then uh, and then they have this you know this weird this weird tr- long trip that they're taking with you know they we started with back to backs in Calgary and Edmonton, and then they're going to have I believe um, they have a game on. Uh, Friday, and then have another game on Sunday, and then they have some more back-to-backs, and it's just a weird, uh, a weird trip. But they had won f- four in a row after starting, you know, one and four. They got, you know, they got back over, you know, they five and four, and then last night played the Oilers. I thought, look, they played Calgary the other night, and I thought they played one of the worst games of the season, and they still somehow won. And then last night against Edmonton, who has probably two of the top five offensive players in the game, if not two of the top three, and Dreisaitl and, and McDavid. And um, by the looks of the score, they got whooped. But really, they didn't play all that bad. So, I, you know, it's just one of those things, <laughs> you know, that here they are at five and five. Um, and that's the very definition of mediocre, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so far it's it's been pretty encouraging. I mean, notwithstanding the, the loss to Edmonton, but I think uh, – well, five. I think mediocre for this team. And when I say mediocre, I mean not not by the very definition of it. But you know, if this team can play five hundred, like that's good for this team. I think, and f- not, you know, especially last night, Philip Forsberg's out. We don't know for how long. He left uh, the game against Calgary the other night. And, uh, you know, he had a collision in the third period, st- finished his shift, and then a little bit later left and, and and didn't come back and didn't play last night. So we got to see Rocco Grimaldi again for the first time and. I don't know how long, but um, at least on the ice. But uh, you know, I, 
I, I just my feelings about this long term with this team. I, I think this team plays hard, but they're hard to play against and all that stuff. I just don't see them. You know, it's we're we're ten games in now, right? And I think ten games is a gauge. Just you can kind of see what what you are. And this is what they are so far, and that's what I think they're going to be. We'll see. Maybe they'll they'll prove me wrong. They certainly proved everybody wrong last year, um, but you know I think that that was kind of an anomaly that that you don't you don't go from having less than one percent chance of making the playoffs with a month and a half or two months left in the season and make it very often. So um, can it be done? Yeah. Will it be done? I don't know. Speaking of Forsberg, he's he's having an okay season, but not any kind of season that you know. Can make him some. I mean, he'll still be a hot free agent, but I just don't see his his him increasing his own value all that much. Well, and and yeah, I mean, a lot a lot to that when it comes to Forsberg. It, it does sound they they come out with the week to week classification, so that's not good. That that's probably going to be a little while for whatever it is with, with Forsberg. And I, I think that but it's upper body gentry. I mean, clearly we saw that he. You know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not diagnosing, but it was pretty clear that you know it was some some sort of a an injury that made him uh, see some stars a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speculating that he probably was in co- concussion protocol, you know, and, and, and there's a, a minimum that you have to be out when you go through that. So, you know, I, it's, it, it, we, you know, John was at, John Hines was asked about that, you know, after the game last night, you know, if, if he felt like Philip was, and, and we had this with Victor Arvidsson who, who was injury prone and um, and John John really wouldn't wouldn't answer it, but I mean he he basically said Phillips in great shape. Philip, you know, has big and strong. Philip can withstand a lot, and you know these injuries are not you know these injuries are not a result of him not being in in shape. Which of course you know when, if, if it's anything with a with a head injury, of course it has nothing to do with what kind of shape you're in. But the you know the look Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson, I think both scored again last night, um, and both are. Playing way better than they have, way better than they have uh, the last couple of seasons, which I think is good for the Predators. But you know, again, if, if they're going to exceed expectation, they're going to need Forsberg doing the same thing and UC doing the same thing. And by the way, Connor Ingram, despite the score last night, played pretty well in his second NHL game. So I, I thought that was encouraging for them. Although it'll be interesting when David Riddick comes back. Connor Ingram probably goes back to Milwaukee, and um, you know, further homes his game. But I think Connor Ingram, he's solidifying himself as. Saros' backup, at least for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, with Forsberg, I, I think the big question this year being what happens with him in free agency. And I think this is, you know, look, it, it, it to a certain extent, injuries are always bad luck. But it does feel like if you look back over his last few seasons, he, he his strength is not in availability. And, you know, this is another issue that's going to keep him away from the team for a substantial amount of time. Uh, it appears, and and I, I well, think that that's something that you have to. It's something that you're going to have to consider at the end of the year when a guy wants as much money as he's probably going to want. And um, you know, I, I think the Predators, if they make a decision to part ways with Philip Forsberg at the trade deadline, they're going to have to be playing a lot worse than they are right now because it's actually been pretty good so far this season. And I think, as I've said, I think Philip Forsberg is going to be the bellwether of, of ex- this whole deal and where they see this whole franchise going, whether yeah. or not they get rid of him at the trade deadline. Yeah, this, that, that, that will be interesting to, to see. And if they if they do decide to get rid of him, you know, 
what will they get back for him? Um, and I guarantee this, it'll be more than what they'll get if they just let him become a free agent, <laughs> uh, which is nothing. So, um, anyway, that'll do it for this edition of Catfish Quarter. We hope you subscribe to Tennessean.com if you, if you haven't already. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Gentry Estes, I'm Paul Serena. Thanks for listening.